Hey, Startup Nation, I am so glad you came back to join us for another edition of The Startup Life. You clearly are ready to get the tools you need to get ahead of the competition. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating while you're here. Now, if you're looking for an ad-free experience, go ahead and sign up for our Patreon page, where you will get exclusive content and access to our digital products that we're beginning to launch. The link is there in the show notes. And if you want to ask questions directly to some of our guests, follow the Startup Life Podcast Club on Clubhouse as some of our conversations will start to happen. Happen there. But back to the task at hand. Are you ready to level up? Of course you are. Get ready as the Startup Life Podcast begins now. It's time to be about that life. The Startup Life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career minor professionals. You know, Startup Nation, when we talk about this entrepreneurial journey, this mindset, this grind, if you will, there's one word that comes to mind. It starts with an H. We know it as hustle. And my next guest knows all about that. He is the founder of Massage on the Go uh, Memphis. He's also co-host of the Sale or Fail podcast. And he's also a minister. We're going to talk about that a little bit. He is the one and only Samuel B. Nelson. Big Sam. What's up, boss? Hey, how you doing, brother? I am living a dream as always, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you. Man, thank you for having me, man. I'm looking forward to talking to you. All righty. All right. It sounds great. Sounds great. So, you know, Sam, before we kind of get into it and stuff like that, you know what I mean? You know, I, I know what you've been going, you know, uh, going, you know, doing and stuff like that the past year and stuff like that. But, you know, with this whole COVID thing and the pandemic and wearing masks and the whole nine, man, a lot of people have been, you know, learning lessons, both professional and personal, man. I'm just curious, man, what's some lessons, either professional or personally, man, that you have learned over this past year that you foresee, you know, kind of taking into the future? Man, uh always 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 be learning i hear that um uh and that's one thing that i i was saying before this but also uh make sure you're learning information that will help you for the future and mm. not just right now right and that's one thing i really had to adapt to learning uh because if you have the money you'll pay to use your time for something else that's but true. because of corona time you know, we, we had the time, so we need to sit back and take advantage of that time. And when I say all that, I started taking Google analytic classes and mm. Google ad classes and how to do social media marketing, marketing, uh, learning more about the hashtags, how all the social media work, uh, uh, and just, you know, more about advertising and branding. You know, and, you know, we all know branding is telling your story, right. but if we're telling the same story, the same way versus telling the story in snippets and bites on social media, that's true. you know, cause there's a whole different audience. So you can right. take that same story and just retell it a different way. So just learn the stuff like that. For sure. For sure. You know, it, it, there's three things I want to unpack there that, you know, you talked about just now. The first one is about, you know, the little snippets on social media and that's a different type of, uh, you know, target audience and stuff like that. We just had on Sandra Nash. You had Sandra Nash on your show as well. And she was talking about that very thing as far as like, you know, there's one mindset when you're on LinkedIn, there's another mindset when you're on Instagram, there's another mindset when you're on TikTok, there's another mindset when you're on Facebook. And so as the entrepreneur trying to understand, you know, that mindset and that audience, you know, and trying to figure out how to direct that message. So I appreciate uh, you talking about that as well. And you also talked about two different things 
uh, that I want to talk about where one, you talked about always be learning and learning, you learn SEO and stuff like that. And a lot of people are kind of, you know, hopping on the Google analytics and, and learning that part of SEO. But we've been saying for a long time, and I'm glad you brought it up as far as like, uh, you know, when there's a standstill in the economy, man, like there's an opportunity to learn and grow. So that way you'll be bigger, better and better on the other side of it. And the last thing you talked about, uh, I want to address was, uh, you know, we heard this from David Cote, who used to run Honeywell. We heard this from Mark Randolph, we, you know, from a uh, co-founder of Netflix. And we're hearing it from you now, which means you're definitely in, in, you know, one of the smartest business minds we've had on the show, Sam. So kudos to you on that, man. Yeah, but for sure. But, you know, but it's that whole thing about like knowing what you are right now, but also thinking about what you're going to be after the fact. So, man, a lot of nuggets you just dropped, man. I just wanted to make sure I highlighted each one of those because I thought they were important. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. You know, as the saying goes, uh, uh, the person perished for the lack of knowledge. Mm. And that's really the, the, the situation. And things that become stagnant die. Because you got to think about Blockbuster. And I'm not knocking Blockbuster, but if they would have saw what Netflix saw, they could have been Netflix. Right. And if you remember when Blockbuster started coming out with the blue machine right by the Netflix machine, because right. they tried to uh, hop on their business model, and then there's no more blockbusters, but right. they was there first. That's true. That's true. And it's funny. We we asked Mark when we when he came on the show about that very deal because he was in the room uh, when they had the chance to buy uh, Netflix blockbuster. That is. So thank you uh, for bringing that up. I appreciate that. So let's talk about your business, man. It's Massage on the Go and Startup Nation. If you want to check out Massage on the Go and the knowings and goings, or maybe you want to book a massage, go to massageonthegomemphis.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast, man. So tell me the most the origin story about massage on the go, man. Were you, were you the one always like, you know, uh, you know, giving the ladies massages when you was taking them out on dates or something like that. Tell me that origin story, man. <laughs> no, man. Actually, I was a biochemical engineer major. Okay. Okay. Uh, in college. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in middle school, you know, I know there was, when I was younger, but I really fell in love with science and, uh, gotcha. learning the periodic tables. And I got inducted into the junior, National Science Association That's what's up. back in White Station Middle School. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I fell in love with, uh, like I said, science, animals, uh, math. and But I also fell in love with the hustle and mm-hmm. growing up in Bethel Grove, Orange Mile area, right. uh, seeing certain certain people may become very successful of course, uh, and not working ideal jobs. Right. Uh, you know, motivated me to kind of work for myself and I also growing up in a situation where you know we weren't rich and when you ask your parents hey can I have XYZ and we can't afford that right now and you you know you get kind of get tired of hearing you can't afford it right now and they probably get it to you a little bit later but a lot of things happen so since I was uh how you say what? No, I was just saying, you, you bring me back to my childhood when I had a conversation with my mom trying to get the Game Boy at the time. She's like, we can't afford that right now. So you try to make a way, you know, on your right. own. But go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Right. I just wanted to reinforce no, that No, no, you good. <laughs> you go good. You good. And, and I got to a point, like, even, like, with the Game Boy and all that, I just played on my cousin's house. The only ah. thing I remember asking for is more to come back because ah. I love Bruce Lee. Gotcha. I, love, I always wanted to be a ninja. Right. <laughs> when Who I didn't? was little. But, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. right. 
But uh, with all that being said, I started off uh, cutting yards mm. with my uh, with my cousins, uh, uh, lawnmower. I told her I cut her yard for free, and then I go around the neighborhood. Had like two or three yards I would cut, right? And I was about ten, mm-hmm. uh, ten, twelve years old. So I got in middle school, um, sixth grade. You know when they split up school. This when I my father was working at Bryce Corporation. Gotcha. And so every Friday he gave us uh, baseball cards and candy. So I keep the baseball cards because I think I can get money in the future off of these. Right. And I took the candy to show with middle school and I started selling it. Right. So from so from that day forth, I, I you know I am who I am. Went from bootlegging, I mean selling the candy to CDs, right. knockoff CDs, and then we got a deal with some partners from China, and I was selling Gucci material, and that's how I paid for a lot of stuff in college. And I had a little job at UPS and gotcha. then Sports Authority. And then while I was in college, I was sitting there working at Sports Authority, Sports Authority, I can't even say it, Sports Authority gotcha. and UPS at the same time. And then I started putting in swimming pools. I'm like, man, I really need a better job while I'm in school. Right. And I was sitting on my mom's couch. And this guy was booked, African-American guy. An African guy had a thick accent. He was charging one hundred and fifty dollars an hour. He was booked. He was booked for the next uh, six months. Gotcha. Uh, and I was like, man, I can. Uh, I think I can do that. Right. And I, 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 faith is my biggest thing. I felt like Peter. I walked out on faith, and mm-hmm. I went to massage school. Never had a massage. Didn't know anything about. Massage on the go. Uh, I mean, massage therapy. Right. And I enrolled, and I just worked my butt off to pay for school. Worked at UPS still. I got fired from there. I mean, I quit UPS, and mm-hmm. I started driving forklifts for a while. Right. To pay for massage school. And then I left college and started my own business. Gotcha. L- let me ask you this, man. Like, when, when you start your business, right, in, in retrospect, did you ever think, like, man, I shouldn't have been working on nobody's job, no way. Cause like you get that 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 you know that taste of entrepreneurship, and I know I know you personally, man. I know you all about that hustle. You know what I mean, right? So I guess I'm curious. Do you ever think back? It's like, man, I should have did this a long time ago. I already had. Oh, I already yeah. knew what to do. Yeah, I already had, you know, yeah. Go, Talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. my, I never wanted to work for nobody. Fair enough. The longest enough. job I ever had was was six months. Right. So I, I. I, I Every job I worked was a pay, a paid internship. Gotcha. I just asked a whole bunch of questions and tried to figure it out. And then actually when I, as soon as I got out of massage school, everybody I knew and some people I didn't know that were entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. I asked them, can I take them to lunch? I mean, when I tell you I'm, I'm scraping by right. trying to take these folks to lunch and pay my little bills, but... Uh, Jay Nail, she owned a nail salon that everybody knew about. I took her to lunch. This guy that had a logistics business, mm-hmm. I had bumped into him and I uh, uh, took him to lunch. Uh, I had worked at uh, the university club on mm-hmm. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I did massages there. And every one of those business owners I massage, I asked them what they do, how did they do it. Blah blah blah, and I'm just constantly learning because I didn't want to. I I never wanted my faith, my my faith, can be tied up in somebody else. Right. But growing up the way I grew up, I realized that 
Walmart can close somebody, you know, whatever company you work for right. can one day be closed and bought out. But if you got the hustle, the know-how, you constantly diversifying your palate, you know, diversifying your mind, diversifying your income, right. you, you are unstoppable. I always Facts. feel like if you got eight different things you can do, you can always adapt to the situation. As long as you know the rules, you can win the game. For sure. As long as you know the rules, you can win the game. I appreciate you sharing that. Yep. For sure. For sure. And now, now, Startup Nation, you know, to kind of give you some context of, you know, Sam and him building uh, Massage on the Go, we pulled up an article from the Memphis Business Journal where he was featured uh, just to kind of give you some context as to what we we're talking about. Uh, quote, in 2016, Massage on the Go had 200 licensed massage therapists in 21 states. Now, the Memphis based uh, company has more than doubled both the counts with 550 therapists in all 50 states. And I'm pretty sure that's probably even more now uh, because this article is from a, a while ago. But one of the things you talk about in that article, man, is the 1031 sales technique. Kind of talk about that in scaling your company, man. Yeah. So. When we got the uh, Gerber food contract, right? Uh, we did we do Gerber food in eight different states. They have a health fair and they have employee appreciation day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I always go out. I go after businesses that have a big footprint. Uh, you know, if you go fishing, you fish for the big, the big mouth bass. But if a brim bites your hook, you're not really. Uh, mad that you still caught a fish. So what I say that is, if you talk to 10 people, three will listen, one will buy. So I talk to 10 of the biggest companies that I know, three of them will listen, but somebody tells somebody else about it, then one will buy. But right. that one that buy has 25 locations. Mm. So your company can scale quicker if you're going out after the biggest fish in the sea. Right. But like I tell everybody, before you go out to the big fish, that's why I use the fishing analogy. Learn how to catch that brim first. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? That's if you facts, don't, big facts, yeah. <laughs> I have a good system because if you if you going out to the bass, you're only focusing on the bass when they brim. Uh, I mean, if you if you ever go fishing and you get that brim first, you know how to take the hook out the mouth. You know how to deal with the fish, things of that nature. So when you scale up and you catch these big fish and things get out of hand. It's just a, a bigger problem, but you realize with that smaller situation with the fish, it's just a bigger problem with the same thing you had with this. For sure. For sure. Now, you know how to deal with those situations, Bill. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you brought up the fishing analogy because it's a perfect metaphor for scaling up and stuff like that. Because I remember talking to a few entrepreneurs uh, at, a, at a gathering uh, and, and they was talking about, man, I can't get big contracts and, and this that, and the other. And it's kind of the game is fixed or whatever the case may be. And that's another podcast for another day because th- there are some elements to that. But my point is, is like, hey, look, man, I start asking questions, man. What the financials look like? What the you know, have you been like working on like with smaller type of like, you know, tr- smaller clients or whatever? You're like, nah, man, I'm trying to go after the big fish, man. I'm trying to dream big. Like, and I get it. Right. I would never tell anybody to be like, you know. Uh, you know, dream small or anything like that, but you got to learn the ropes. You know what I mean? Like you got to scale up properly. You know what I mean? Like you get to like, nobody goes through unless you just a prodigy or something. Nobody goes through the, uh, the minor leagues and then up to the show, just off bat, unless you're a prodigy or something like, nah, most of those cats, man, they work them ways up to the the minor leagues. You know what I mean? So that way, when Mm -hmm. you get to the show, you straight, you, you more than straight. So I I appreciate you, you sharing that Sam for sure. Cause that's important for uh, startup nation to know. Yep, you got to go through it, man. I remember 
my first nationwide contract was in Texas. Mm-hmm. It was right at, right when my father was dying. So I remember that. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Thank mm-hmm. you. But it, it was, you know, it was it was tied to that memory. And I was like, wow, I finally got one of their my larger contracts. <clears throat> but I had an issue. First mm-hmm. contract, it was issue. And I handled the issue. The company said, well, thank you so much. And they booked us again. But if I didn't have those little issues locally and figured out how to, you know, deal with the situation, that company wouldn't have booked us again. The customer service probably wouldn't have been the same. I didn't know how a system in place. That's why I tell people to read the email to revisit it. I love that book. Okay. It's a really good book. And it helps people understand how to develop a cookie cutter process. And the three people that you need to run a business, you need an a entrepreneur who's a dreamer, you need the office manager who's the organizer, and then you need the technician, the person that's actually doing the job. Uh, because most entrepreneurs try to be all three, and you can't be all three right. to run a successful business. For sure. No, it's funny you mentioned that. We talked to Tom Eisman, Harvard business professor, and he wrote a book to that same effect. And he talked about that, like, you know, trying to be all three, get you the right co-founder and and stuff like that. And I appreciate that. Something else I wanted to ask you uh, real quick uh, about Sam. And it's kind of based in an article because look, we're in a, in a day and age where entrepreneurship and, and stuff like that is a bit trendy, right? Like, you know, people think it's like, idea video montage and then like boats and houses you know what i mean and we all know mm-hmm. you know on this show that ain't that ain't true at all you know what i mean mm-hmm. but one of the things that i think also gets taken for granted since it's kind of so trendy is how we treat employees and, and finding the right employees and right find the right uh team and help and something like that and one of the things you said in that article i thought stood out it says quote we don't pay the most and this is when you know startup nation when he's looking for licensed massage therapists around the country quote we don't pay the most but we pay the most often we are locking in contracts with companies to be part of their wellness program end quote so i mean i thought that was important it goes back to your point as far as like you know uh you know getting being to a point first to be able to get those large contracts and then getting the help that you need in order to fill those contracts but also kind of talk about if you don't mind sam Outside of like, you know, just being able to do the job, what are you looking for when you find those licensed therapists? Because I imagine they're not just like doing the job, they're representing the brand. And it's a brand you've you've done, you know, you've took the time, been meticulous in building and, and, and scaling, man. Talk about that a little bit. And we try to <clears throat> make sure that the so what we do is, uh, and I know it's gonna sound tedious, but it's very, very very good to do this because that person, like you said, is number one, touching people. Right. They are, uh, number two company. And then, um, you want to make sure that the person is, um, good ethics at the same time. Right. So what we do is we actually call all the people that ever work for us. We actually call the school and talk to the people at the school that you graduated from to see how you are as a person. Okay. So because again, uh, you get out there and you're a good massage therapist, but you got the worst attitude, right. you know. And and, and massage therapy know, a is it's of, a people person. I mean, it's a people right, a person's right. business. You know what I mean? So now nah, that makes complete sense. 
right. So, and, and if you massaging somebody and they ask you, hey, can you do this area a little bit more? And now you rolling your eyes and say, oh, I get back to it. I'm like, come on, you can't talk to people like that. Right. So you got to have good customer service. And that's one of our main things. Number two, we make sure that your license is up to date mm. and that you have uh, at least at least two years. Now, we will get you right out of school uh, if the teachers recommend you well, right. you know, and said you did a really good job. Right. But we try to make sure you have two years of experience. And a lot of people don't know, depends on the state that you're in. State of Tennessee, you have to have 25 hours mm. every two years of continuing education courses. Gotcha. It just depends on the state. So we also have to make sure that you're up to date per state. And then California and Ohio is per county. If I'm not mistaken, gotcha. but we try to make sure that everything is up to date on that end. Gotcha. You know, and you bring up an important point, man, because I know, you know, late in the article, you're talking about you want to scale globally and stuff like that because they have, you know, some of the companies and contracts you have have like sister, you know, uh, you know, uh, companies and offices and uh, elsewhere and stuff like that. But you bring up an important yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. You bring up an important point when scaling, though, that it ain't just as easy as just rolling up into Ohio, rolling up into Iowa, say, yeah, I'm here to massage your people man it's like no no hold up because everybody has different insurance requirements everybody has different regulation requirements and stuff like that so i appreciate you you highlighting that sam for sure yeah and you gotta think about the taxes so every time i do business in every state i do business in right i gotta pay you gotta pay the you gotta pay the state you gotta pay the boss to to do business in their state and some people want to want you to pay per county Mm. Well, you got to make sure that your taxes uh, is up to date. And that's why I try to tell people get a, a bank account with a locally owned small bank mm. that can help you get a better line of credit and you can continue to have working capital. Uh, because that 30 day wait, 90 day wait on your money to come in, you know, got to make payroll. You got to keep right. marketing, you got to keep pe- taking people out to lunch. And that's how you grow your business. Right. Because I imagine when you talk about that net 30, next 60, that, that varies upon the, the organization, right? Like maybe Gerber does net 30. Maybe, the, you know, this corporation does net 60 or something. So you have to keep up with that cash flow and that working capital like you talk about. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. For sure. And you got to make sure you got a relationship. Every contract we ever done, uh-huh. I know the person in payroll. Mm. I know the person in the county. Right. Yeah, you know, I. Right. I try to make sure that you're cool with that person because, you know, you, you got to think about you call in sick, you know, uh, that person might call in sick and it's been 30 days and then it's 50 days. And you're like, what's going on? Right. Well, sister, sister, sister is sick. And I'm like, oh, well, is her son doing okay? They're like, well, you really know? Like, yeah, I know. What my right. chicken? What, what chicken? Exactly. So, yeah, you're just building their relationship with everybody. Exactly. And it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, one of the biggest things that we try to get over to Startup Nation that's like, it's not only just building a relationship, which you talked about, but you also talked about a part that doesn't get talked about enough, I think, is maintaining the relationship because oh, yeah. it's maintaining the relationship when you talk about the, you know, you know, like the, the soccer practice or the sun or wherever the case may be, that builds even more rapport, which means that like when that, when that net 90, I mean that net 30 turns into net 35, you probably gives a little, no little, little wiggle room, a little grace, you know, from right. maybe from that right. person. You're so right. So You're right. I, I, and, and custom, yeah. Yeah. I mean, try being a salesman, 
and, and I'm trying to say it the most politically correct way as possible, but <laughs> keep it uh, real, Sam. It's okay. You, you keep it real you on the start of life, brother. You, you got to be smooth. You you right. can't come in there as a. Uh, uh, this is what I need. This is what I want. No, you got to cultivate the situation. You have Facts. to date your clients, right? And if you're not dating your clients, which means collecting data about your clients, ah. so you can make sure that they stand open. Why they not open? Can you suggest? Like I did a deal. Uh, with a with a I, I ain't gonna say everybody's name, but right, I did a deal you. with a big company, uh-huh. and then another bigger company. They called me after blue and say, "Hey, well, do you know such and such as this company?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know him well. You know, I, I shot ball with him." He's like, oh, "Okay, well, can you introduce me?" And I'm like, "Wow, you know, wow, and, okay. and because I cultivated their relationship, right. they nice people. I was being nice. This other company heard that we had a contract with them, and then they end up doing a deal together." Gotcha. Gotcha. Now that's what's up. That's what's up. And both of those people are going to remember you connecting them together. So right. That made, that and that's ma- how you start making money too. People do business with people that they like. Facts. I don't care how bad bitch your your marketing strategy. If people don't like you, they ain't gonna do business with you. They not. <laughs> they most definitely. <laughs> they most definitely not. For sure. Thank you for sharing that, Sam. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to the Startup Life. Hey, Startup Nation, imagine a job where you can work wherever you want, on whatever you want, from wherever you want. Hello to white sand beaches of Thailand or the comfort of your own couch. Oh, and most importantly, you're your own boss. Now, what if I told you that the dream job could become your reality? This is the life of a freelancer, and with some hard work and with the help of Hectic, it can be your life too. Hectic is an all-in-one business management software built specifically for freelancers, who are just getting started or looking to take their freelance business to the next level. Hectic is everything a freelancer needs to get started, from an easy-to-use contracts and proposal builder to client management and project tracking to expenses and invoicing that features click-to-play technology that makes it quick and easy for freelancers to get paid. And we all want to get paid, Startup Nation. Built specifically for freelancers, Hectic is everything you need to get started. Visit gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life now to learn more and start for free. Yep, adding your first client on the platform will always be free. And if you sign up through gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life, you'll be supporting me and this podcast because who couldn't use a little support these days, Startup Nation? Visit gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life to find everything you need to start or grow your freelancing business today and put those in-demand skills to good use in the way you've always dreamed of. The link is there in the show notes. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. Once again, Startup Nation, we are talking to Samuel B. Ness, the founder and CEO of Massage on the Go. And if you want to know the noise are going, or maybe you need... You know, that, that you got that neck tightened a little bit and stuff like that. Go to MassageOnTheGoMemphis.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay 
on the podcast. Now, quick transition here a little bit, because I know that, you know, we had this pandemic, right? You know, and, and I know you, mm-hmm. you've been doing really well uh, as far as like, you know, transitioning, making people, making sure everybody's safe and stuff like that. Kind of talk about some of those pivots you took during the pandemic within the business, right? Because I know you had like the massage gun, you was doing some content about like self massaging. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Well, I'm so glad you uh, uh, brought that up because I, I just um, I got interviewed or oh, going in the middle of getting interviewed mm-hmm. for an article because of that. How okay. I pivoted. Uh, so I, when the pandemic first hit, I applied for that first round of PPP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the PPP, and then again going back to learning, I learned how to get. Uh, massage equipment wholesale mm-hmm. but in the middle of doing that i also learned how to get masks wholesale as well gotcha so the return so you know sell to the people that are calling you no one was really calling about the massage guns i did the data research you go to google trend you type in massage the first five things that pop up the uh, massage gun was the number one. Gotcha. And then when you click on state by state, I looked at their research. I'm like, okay, so I, there is a clientele there. I think it's 2,000 people on Amazon selling them. Uh, so I, like I said, I did all the data research on there. I'm like, okay, I can make money off of this right. with this PPP money. But I also kept hearing the news. And the news said they kept having shortages on masks, mm-hmm. hand sanitizers, yep. and all that. So who are you going to sell to? The people that's having a shortage on it, that really need it, I can get a bigger turnaround quicker, or these massage guns that I got to push on people. Mm-hmm. So I went to the mad. So I had a massage on the phone. We had a medical, because uh, medical massages of Memphis is this. So we just pushed it up on a medical massage of Memphis and massage on the go. And I sold masks, I sold body bags, I sold the coronavirus test, mm-hmm. I sold hand sanitizer, gloves, I done all that. And then when wow. that money finally came back in, I took, I had a bigger pile of money to start selling massage guns. Right. So I got the massage guns come in wholesale, um, and then I had a good deal with them. So they can focus on carpal tunnel syndrome sciatica, migraine headaches, plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. hip dysplasia, knee dysplasia, uh, you know, athletes, stay-at-home moms, is a uh, self-massager. You hold it with your hand, and you bear the massage anywhere on your body, and we have videos to demonstrate how to use it on each other, how to use it on yourself, and it kept scaling. Uh, now we have uh, 500 more coming in. Uh, again, going with this same principle that I told you, we only invested in about a hundred first. Uh, we didn't run into Facebook ads. We tried to see how many we can sell by just posting on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, LinkedIn. And from there, it took us 90 days to sell a hundred. Gotcha. And we was like, okay, we, we made a good return, but it wasn't fast enough. So we're, we did the data, uh, looked around, we're gonna do. We're gonna buy five hundred, but now we're gonna put money into the Google AdWords, Google Analytics, Facebook ads, things of that nature, and see what that speed up the process of selling them. I hear that. I hear that. No, I, I appreciate that for sure. Now, uh, Sam, you know, you know, besides for running 
uh, massage on the go Memphis and stuff like that. You, you're very active uh, in the community. You know, me and you have uh, mentored at uh, STS Enterprises, where mentor young kids and, and stuff like that. Uh, but I also know you are very proud, and you talked about this at the top of the show. You're very proud of your 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 uh, neighborhood, Orange Mound. You know what I mean? You know, and right. Startup Nation. For those of you who are not aware of Orange Mound, very historical uh, black uh, community here in Memphis, Tennessee. I believe it's the first. Uh, known uh, African American neighborhood in the country, isn't it? Well, or something I, like that. I, it is. It's the second black-owned home neighborhood. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, Harlem is number one. Got and it. Number got it, got two it, got is it. Orange Mound. Gotcha. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. No, but like, but in in that same vein, you know, I, I know we've had two. Uh, uh, alum of the startup life to come on the show. Kelvin Woods has come, has been on the show and uh, Manir, uh, Safia Jones, who now is about to do a whole show about the mound on the own network uh, talks about orange mound as well. What is it about that community, uh, Sam, that's you know, personally for you that has helped shape you and helped mold you to the person you are today? Man, uh, like I said, being an entrepreneur and there's something else I wanted to tell you. Go too, ahead. Uh, Go ahead. That, about the the pivot part. I yeah, also started another company uh, called Infology. Okay. Uh, and you'll, you'll see that come out next week. Okay. So basically, women are now getting more of its, um, uh, Brazilian butt lifts and, mm-hmm. and mummy makeovers. And once you receive that, massa- uh, that surgery, you have to get 10 massages to make sure that your lymphatic system ah. is going correctly. Mm-hmm. So that niche came because, like I said, people started calling me, asking me about it. And I was like, well, if these people calling me, I started researching to see exactly where the most of these surgeries are and people flying in. So we developed a way uh, through Lymphology is the name of the company. And you can just go to the website, you type in your state, and all the therapists in your state that performs that type of massage is there. And you can book to our website just like that. Gotcha. No, I think that's that's you know interesting. Like I've been I've been binge watching this show on Netflix called Shit's Creek. And so one of the cool things that they did on the show is like the family, like one member of the family has uh like an apothecary business, the other one like owns the hotel and something like that. Uh and then another one does something else. But all of those businesses kind of like work together where there's kind of like it if you know, kind of uh, this cohesiveness where one feeds into the other. And so clearly in the massage game, what you're doing, and then now uh, they both, those two things feed into each other. I know a lot of smart business owners uh, do exactly that. So I hope you caught that start mission because I think that's important. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, when I talk to kids, mm-hmm. I always tell them to think of an apple. And right. then when you look at the apple, you can say the apple, you can say apple slices, you That's can true. say an apple juice, right. apple pie, apple preserve, but all of it start with that apple. Just think Thanks. of how many different ways you can make money off this one thing. For sure. For sure. No, I think that's that's super important. So I appreciate uh, you sharing that for sure, man. So once again, started mention, we're going to start actually wrapping up uh, with Samuel B. Nelson, founder and CEO of MassageOnTheGo.com. And once again, we have that link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast. Let me ask you this, uh, man, kind of transition here just a little bit because like, you know, you talked about your childhood and stuff like that. And I, and I, I kind of scrolled through your Instagram a little bit and I saw that you posted a uh, a picture of like GI Joe wearing masks or Cobra Commander actually and his team wearing masks and also I saw you had a Thundercats uh shirt uh and stuff like that so I gotta ask you man favorite uh Saturday morning cartoon of all time what is it? Uh, 
Man, um, Thundercats was 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 number one. Okay. Uh, before I fell in love with Dragon Ball, ah. and I want to make sure I answered your question about Orange Mound. Yeah, too. go for but it, man. Go for it. Yeah. But yeah, Orange Mound, man. I love the. I, I actually grew up in Lamar Elway's area. That's okay. Bro, they call it the suburbs of Orange Mound, but they cross the street from each other. Gotcha. But my church is in Orange Mound. I'm I'm associate minister there every Sunday. You look on my Facebook page. I'm teaching Sunday school. Um, right. I'm, I, I right. did the Black Men March in Orange Mound when we marched through the streets, just trying to have peace. Uh, Orange Mound has meant a lot to me. That neighborhood itself has meant a lot. And if you look at the history of Orange Mound, it was just like the Black Wall Street uh, mm. that was bombed. You know, it was a lot of people there that were business owners. Right. And, right. And, that area was designed to segregate black people uh, from white people because that's why airway shopping centers are everything that they needed. So they built it. So everybody would stay right there. And by doing that, they cultivated a uh, neighborhood before the crime set in, you know, back in the eighties when everywhere in black neighborhoods were taken over because of crack cocaine. But mm-hmm. before that happened, and even in the midst of that happened, you had a lot of successful black businesses there right. that were legit. You know, we weren't selling dope. We weren't pimping and prostitution and all that, bootlegging and all that. Uh, we had legit businesses going on. And I like that history and the camaraderie of Orange Mound. And it's still like that today. There are some good people in Orange Mound. Yeah, that, that, that's one of the things we definitely see come out of the Orange Mountain community, especially that camaraderie, for sure. You know, and right. it, it really is like its own, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, ta- like city, if you will, especially, you know, all mm-hmm. meet at Friday nights to go to a Melrose High School football game or something like that. So you drink uh, good old turkey leg while yeah, you're sitting there. Right, yep. right. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So, look, man, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for providing so much great value and expertise. And again, Start Automation, if you want to know the knowings and goings of, of, of Samuel uh, B. Nelson and everything he has going on, go to massageonthegomemphis.com. Uh, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on a co- podcast. Hey, Sam, anything else you want to plug while we're here, man, before we kind of t- uh, wrap it up for today? Man, no, man. Uh, I'm just whoever listening to this, whatever your dream is, jump out on it as early as you can so you can fail as often as you can so you can get up as soon as you can and make everything happen. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Star of Life. We want to once again thank Samuel B. Nelson for coming on the show. Thank you so much, boss. Right, thank you. No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life the startup life if you want to let us know what you think about the show have an idea for a show topic or would like to advertise on a show send us a message our contact information is there in the show notes or feel free to reach out to us on twitter facebook or instagram go ahead and follow us while you're at it follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify podcast one or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and be sure to hit us with that five star rating we would really appreciate that be sure to check out the show's website and its startup blog where either i or some of the world's best business minds share content that will give you the edge you need in your journey whether that's the path of entrepreneurship or climbing the corporate ladder subscribe to our patreon to listen to ad-free episodes exclusive content and digital products that we are beginning to offer and if you want to be part of the conversation join the startup life podcast on clubhouse to have the ability to talk directly to some of our guests and as always startup nation if you have an idea be about that life the startup life